...supported by his classmates, voting him permanent president of the class. After college, Walton took a job with J.C. Penney in Des Moines, Iowa, where he was paid $75 per month. But duty called, and he resigned in 1942 to join the U.S. Army Intelligence Corps and serve in World War II. He was eventually promoted to captain, after supervising a number of security-related missions. In 1943, Walton married Helen Robson, also the child of a small-town banker. She would prove to be a strong and influential life partner. In fact, it was Helen's refusal to live in a town with a population of over 10,000 that subsequently led Walton to focus Walmart's growth strategy on underserved rural communities. Variety store is the spice of life. After leaving the military in 1945, Walton borrowed $20,000 from his father-in-law and bought a Ben Franklin variety store in Newport, Arkansas. Walton had known for years that he wanted to make his mark in retailing. Now he was a kid unleashed in a variety store. Literally. He immediately put his overarching idea into practice. Low prices. It was this unshakable, obsessive core credo that drove all of Walton's strategies and decisions. And his commitment to delivering value to his customers went beyond price, extending to a large and varied selection of products, top quality, extended hours, and unstinting service with a sincere smile. To make all this possible, Walton began inventing and implementing the buying practices that are another of his great legacies. He was an extremely tough negotiator, and because his volume was high, he had a lot of leverage. In addition, he began to cut out the manufacturer's representatives and wholesalers, dealing directly with the companies that produced the goods he was selling. Walton's first store was a big success. So big, in fact, that when the lease came up for renewal, the landlord refused to renew it because he wanted to turn the location over to his son. Walton learned a crucial lesson. Own the real estate. By 1962, Walton and his brother Bud owned 15 variety stores in Arkansas, Kansas, and Missouri, including one in Bentonville, Arkansas, a town that he and Helen decided to call home, and where Walmart headquarters remain today. They built a relatively modest house in Bentonville that they would call home for the rest of Walton's life. He was on his way, and he and Helen became leading citizens of their community. His energy was legendary. Even workdays that began at 4.30 a.m. often stretched until midnight. He even found the time to serve as president of the Rotary Club and the Chamber of Commerce. He eschewed the trappings of wealth, driving a red Ford pickup truck, and eating at local restaurants. Of course, this folksy image didn't hurt business, but Walton had a genuine optimism that surged around him like a force field and made him impossible to resist. Walton knew he had a gift to move people, and he used it to full advantage with his employees, 
It was during this period that he developed some of the morale-building techniques that were yet another cornerstone of his leadership. Cheers, rousing speeches, props, and jokes were all tools in his arsenal. So were bread-and-butter benefits like flex hours, profit-sharing, time and a half for working on Sunday, and promotions from within. Big Dreams, Big Box Running a chain of variety stores was fine, but Walton had bigger things in mind. He was ready to take his vision to the next level. And so he did. On July 2, 1962, the first true Walmart, then called Walmart Discount City, flung open its doors in Rogers, Arkansas. It was an instant success. Two years later, the second was opened on that sweltering day in Harrison.